Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. I'm Marshall McAluso. Uh, back another week. We actually, be warned everyone, we are one week away from the Dorm Room Dispute one year anniversary. Also means it's one week from Halloween. That's, that's right. We started, this we started on Halloween. Halloween night. And it's yeah. scary. Spooky. That's right. The ratings. Speaking of spooky, spooky and bad ratings, <laughs> I had to do a soccer broadcast oh for ESPN last Lord. night. And as you can tell from this podcast, if you've heard before, I don't know anything about soccer. And it was this is true. terrible. I was actually saying, it was it was irony. How many times have wanted to talk about soccer? So, oh, Mitch, you want to watch soccer? And you're like, no, no, no one cares. And the first... First, was this the first time you First were... time they're giving me a chance on ESPN. They're like, hey, if you do good, then we'll give you some other gigs. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I know some stuff about volleyball. They're like, no, you're doing soccer. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know anything about soccer. They're like, well, you better learn. So that was a grind um, for that one. And the results were varied. However, However, they said it was good enough. Well, they will have me back for another sport. Thank well, you. Well, there you go. There was a Trubisky reference in there, too. For the game, because Bradley, they can't score. They, the offense watching that was terrible. They're averaging .6 goals per game, which I said on the broadcast. To put that in perspective, that is even lower than Mitchell Trubisky's quarterback rating. The director's like, wait, wait, what the hell is he talking about Trubisky? <laughs> but yeah, that's the, my wrong, American wrong nice football. football. Yes. There you go. Speaking of Mitch Trubisky. Speaking of Mitch Trubisky. Marshall was very enthusiastic about this. He I texted me and he was like, when's the next podcast? I got a rant about Trubisky, so we're anticipating this yes. one. Have at it. So, you know, we've had the segment last, uh, last year. You know, Mitch was every time he was right. He's like, oh, I've nailed all these takes. And there was a take I was wrong about. So we get to do me for once. Uh, recently, I don't know if I said this on air, but I've said it. I've, I've stood by this point um, uh, to many of my Bears fans because I'm surrounded by them uh, who are big Mitch Trubisky fans. And I always said, Mitch Trubisky is Derek Carr with just a better offensive scheme. And I was dead wrong. Because after watching the Bears' performance at home against the New Orleans Saints, the Bears would be lucky. They would be grateful to have Derek Carr over Mr. Trubisky. And Mr. Trubisky and Derek Carr with a good offense. Because, as you can see, with the play calling and some coaching decisions, the offense ain't great, and Mr. Trubisky ain't great either. And this is where... this Seeing Twitter and scrolling through Twitter and have all the fans saying, like, Ben Trubisky, just having, finally, these delusional Bears fans that I've had to deal with for the past two years who were drinking the Kool-Aid saying Mitch Trubisky was this franchise quarterback and that, you know, he was the next greatest thing. They finally found their guy. Uh, it, it, seeing it all accumulate to that horrid, terrible performance on Sunday, as much as I am pretty uh, even keeled towards the Bears, I don't really care what they do. I'm a Broncos fan, different you know conferences, who, who cares? Different set of quarterback problems. Yeah, exactly. It was it was it was sweet to hear because I've heard so much you know Joe Flacco nonsense, but finally he's come back, Mr. Bisky, and just to like put into context, Aaron Rodgers against the Raiders proved everyone why he is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Any naysayers, he said, no, I'm an MVP quarterback. His quarterback rating was absolutely perfect. I believe he had five passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. And this is an article from. June 6, 2019. So that's this summer. 
That, that is, this is not that long ago. It says, is Mitch Trubisky close to dethroning Aaron Rodgers as best quarterback in the NFC North? <laughs> and I will read some of the uh, some of the uh, the quotes that said. Um, it says he's poised to break out in his third season in the NFL. Trubisky boasts a big arm, which is true. He does need overthrow his receivers on nearly every pass, uh, but showed a league how athletic he was, rushing for 421 yards, fifth among quarterbacks, and provide another threat defenses need to account for. And listen to this. Listen to this. It will be extremely tough to unseat Aaron Rodgers as the best signal caller in division, but number 10 is ready to firmly entrench himself as the second best quarterback in cute quarterback in the division this season. There's another pundit quoting this, saying, if we're considering age and contract, which we always should when evaluating players, Mr. Trubisky is already the top quarterback in the NFC North, and it's not even close. And I say that as someone who stands by my criticism of Ryan Pace for trading up for him. Ladies and gentlemen, if you had any high um, opinions about Mitchell Trubisky coming into this year, I dare say uh, you should probably delete those tweets uh, from a couple months ago because so far, Mr. Trubisky has been very below average, and we saw on Sunday just how bad uh, it really has gotten. Uh, he is ranked 28th in core and uh, in passing rating this year. Uh, 29th is Marcus Mariota. 30th is Josh Rosen. He's, both of whom were best. Both of whom were best. And just like just putting this into context, you know, Andy Dalton's 25, 21 is Case Keenum. I mean, Gardner, also benched at one point. Yeah, Gardner Minshew's number 20. Uh, Daniel Jones is 16. I mean, you've got a lot of names that you're hoping, like, this is some bottom-of-the-barrel type stuff that we've been seeing here where it's like, you can't be better I mean, Josh Allen's the guy who's 27. The Josh Allen has not been particularly good this year. And I think, look, the Bears played the Saints on Sunday. Saints are one of the best NFL, best teams in the NFL when fully healthy. But the Bears got them in the perfect situation. Bears were on, on a bye. Their quarterback is back to being healthy after a weird, tough game in London against the Raiders. They have all the tape on the Saints who uh, played last week. And the Saints were obviously still without Drew Brees. They were still without, or they were without Alvin Kamara and their starting tight end. And Teddy Bridgewater, who has been good and I've always liked, was 4-0 against uh, opponents. And this was kind of the week where hopefully the Bears are going to say, we have this elite defense, we have the tape, we've seen this guy enough, we should be able to stop him. And I'm not going to indict the Bears team based on the fact that they lost to the Saints. The Saints are a very good team. But the fact that it wasn't even remotely a competitive football game to watch, I walked in. Midway through the second quarter, the beginning of the second quarter, I said, Mitch, how are the Bears playing? And the Bears were up at this time after that Cordero Patterson touchdown, and you said they were playing terrible. It was it, it, looking at, and we talked, we saw, we were watching the defense play, and this has not been the first time. You talked about the, the Packers defense week one and other defenses where they, they, the amount of confidence that Mitch Trubisky doesn't even pose a threat to them, you could see it when they play. They knew that this guy wasn't going to do anything against them. He, and, uh, the, the play calling, he hasn't been able to use his athleticism, which is a big talking point. He was pretty impressive in that sense. And the fact that they, they came out here, and also their defense, very good. I'm not going to knock their defense, but the fact that they're, it cuts to a point where the defense has regressed since last year, and the offense, if they're going to go, I mean, you look at the Saints, eight-minute, seven-minute, six-minute drive, maybe you get a hold them to a field goal, bend, don't break, because the Bears are very good. Offense goes out there, three and out. 
Bears defense back on the field for another five minutes. It, it gets to the point where the defense can't uh, well, they can't keep up with the standard. And it's, it's getting to the point now that the defense, it looks like they're, lo- they're losing the locker room here a little bit. They called the players-only meeting yeah. earlier this week in Hallis Hall. And then look, you can see at the end of that Saints game, like the defense is fed up of having to carry the offense. Yeah. You, you saw this with Jacksonville. Like most great defenses, you only see them last like the 85 Bears, 2,000 Ravens, 2,002 Bucks, Jacksonville. Uh, like it gets to the point where you get tired of having to carry an offense week in, yeah. week out. And then, like, you're getting gassed during the games, and yeah. you just get, you lose the locker room, and there's a reason these defenses, they don't stay together yeah. very long. All those teams had in common, the offenses were terrible. And now, I think it's very easy to knock Trubisky, and obviously, like you said, it's been well documented. Marshall did a great job breaking that down. But a lot of the blame here has to go from the top of the organization down. Yeah. This big, this offseason, like last year, Trubisky was sufficient. They had a good running game, it was a balanced offense, they had all the keys to make him successful. Now, you can see that he was eliminated. Eliminated? But, you know, the, the foundation was there with a limited quarterback to at least put him in a position to win. This season, the whole offseason story out of training camp was, oh, the kicker. We got to find a new yeah. kicker. The kicker's the problem. We're a kicker away. And what do you know? The kicker this year has only missed one field goal in a game where they were up 23-10 to 10 and they won. He helped them win him a game in Denver, and he's been perfect on extra points this season. So the kicker clearly wasn't the problem. <laughs> Another problem this year is the running game. What did they do about that this offseason? They traded Jordan Howard, their leading rusher, and they drafted this rookie Montgomery, who they won't even run the damn ball with. Yeah. There was like five rushing attempts I think he's averaging this year. Yeah. Trubisky was throwing the ball 54 times. If you have a quarterback that's clearly eliminated, eliminated, you got an offensive line that's banged up, why is he throwing 54 times? Yeah. This defense is going to stack the box, dare him to throw, and then that's the result. If you're the Bears right now with this defense, and this defense is not going to be intact for long, especially yeah. if you're close to losing the locker room, I'm making a trade at this deadline. Hey, let's try and get Teddy Bridgewater or something like that. Yeah. For something. You need something to move on. Because clearly Trubisky's not the answer. And Ryan yeah. Pace, you got to bite the bullet in the minute on this one. Because you got a good team here that can win. But yeah. a lot of flaws that were not yeah. addressed in the offseason. And I think it's kind of gotten to the point, and like you said with the defense, you can see it with the receivers too. Allen Robinson's an elite receiver. He's fantastic. And we've, we've, we've missed it. Everyone's missed it because he's been throwing – because Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky has been throwing him the football his whole career. And you could see he he, he, would get, he was getting open. And there were plays where the dude was open and Mitch Trubisky throws a ball, goes six yards over his head, and he can't even make a play on it. And, and, and for the Bears moving forward, they're 3-3. Three and three. It, The NFC North especially is a good division. And the NFC as a conference is – Got a lot it's of a dog fight. You even got yeah. the Cardinals, who are not a very good team, that are in the thick of things right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So. It's not going to be easy to get out. And I think the Bears, like, I think the expectations uh, were set much higher than they should have been. I think Bears fans coming into this season thinking that they are going to be, uh, you know, this automatic contender right where they left off last year. I had some questions coming well, in, and I think, and I, I think it's going to, it's, it's going to moving forward. I think a lot of this is going to have to come down to Matt Nagy because he's we, we've seen the offense. Even David Montgomery, their, their, their guy who they just drafted, everyone was really high on him. He had a fumble the other day, hasn't looked too hot, and especially if not giving him the ball. And I think he's going to have to figure out a way. He did it last year. Now you said like with these special plays, people saw the tape on it, so obviously can't use that twice. But he's going to have to figure out a way to at least make, at least make this offense sufficient. When we've, we've seen with those great defenses um, – 2015 Broncos, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, 
of 2017, I believe. Their offenses, they weren't good, but they assumed their position of, hey, just don't turn over the ball, run some clock, take points. And if the Bears are just going to have this stinky, uh, just three and out, turnover-based offense, it's not going to go well. Because Trubisky's not even a game manager at this point. Yeah, you need a guy that at least don't, doesn't turn the ball over, keeps the offense on the field, and can move move the chains. So I think yeah. a guy like Teddy Bridgewater would be perfect for that. Yeah. But and like going back to the front office thing, like you got to let – if you're going to draft another quarterback, which I think is going to be imminent at this point, you might you definitely need another quarterback. I would let Matt Nagy pick out a quarterback that yeah. he wants here because Ryan Pace's history is re-signing Jay Cutler. That didn't work. Then you draft, or you pick up Mike Glennon in free agency, and now you trade up for Mitchell Trubisky, which we can see how that's went. But if you're the Bears, you cannot punt on this season because there is too much talent there, and you don't know if this defense is going to be intact because defenses don't stay elite for long. Um, So you better figure something out. I would implore them to make a trade before Tuesday's deadline. I think Cam Newton's on the market. Don't know if I'd trade for him, but I would try and get a guy so, like Teddy Bridgewater. Would you pick up the phone and call Cincinnati Bengals on Andy Dalton? I think Dalton, while he's limited, he doesn't have a great arm. I think he can manage the game. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a whole. When you give Dalton's proven, when you give him weapons in Cincinnati, he can win you enough games. I think yeah. he's a veteran in this league, so I mean, I would prefer a Teddy Bridgewater. I think the ceiling's a little bit higher on him, and we can see yeah, we've seen what he can do. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Whether the Saints want to trade him or not, you never know with Drew Brees' health issues. But Drew Brees is coming back, so you really don't need him that much anymore. I I'd be fine with an Andy Dalton, um, but you can even hear Troy Aikman, and he's a pro on these broadcasts. You can hear him getting frustrated, and he's not even a Bears fan watching Trubisky. Like something's yeah. got to be done to address this, and especially like you were saying, off a of bye. Yeah. That is what you come out with. Exactly. You had a week to prepare, and I don't know. Yeah. It was embarrassing. That, quite frankly, it was embarrassing. I believe who the Bears. The Bears. So Bears are at Philly. No, they got the Chargers. Chargers, the Chargers? this week. Oh, yeah. that was, that's two weeks from now. So Chargers home against the Chargers. Home, I mean, the Chargers are not good. It, well, that'll be a very telling game because there's two yes. desperate teams here. Yes. Because the Chargers snatched a defeat from the jaws of victory yeah. last week, fumbling at the goal line. So that will be that. That should be a very good game, yes. I think. The bear, the, and that and that is a game where telling. Um, just I think I think the Bears will win. I think just talent wise, they have a lot more. But it, the competitive level of that game. I mean, you look at the the Broncos on Thursday night against the Chiefs. They dropped a horrible performance, and the fact that you're looking at this Bears team that was very close to losing against this Broncos team, yeah. the, 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 the level where the Bears are at is very interesting. Speaking of searching for quarterbacks and possibly quarterbacks that the Bears could get, Tom Brady, in a report from Adam Schefter this week, uh, said there's three outcomes for Brady next year. He'll be with the Patriots, they retire, or he will be on a different team, and playing with a di- different team is the most likely one. And Schefter's not some troll journalist. If he says something, then yeah. it's usually pretty serious. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are hopeful. I think there's yeah. only really... Looking at the amount of teams that could use a Tom Brady or would take him, I think there's only eight in this league that would not need Tom Brady next year. Yeah. Other than that, it's open season. That'd be a perfect guy for the Bears Tough hey, take. About, the Broncos talk, would yeah, be another Broncos one. Cold weather a, team. Go to a veteran QB at the towards the end of his career. Brady's not going to go to any scrub like Miami. Yeah, I feel like he wants to prove that he can win without Belichick. The Bears' defense is a win now team. Broncos have a decent, de- decent defense in, uh, in place. Um, so there's a couple teams on there that would be interesting, and they would gladly take Tom Brady. But um, but we saw yeah. we saw on Monday night that he clearly has 
some left in him. Well, I don't know if that was more on Brady, but this Belichick defense, and we've, we've, we've definitely talked about it. Uh, so if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that it's nothing new. That the the Patriots defense is something else this year. And this was well, I had to cover this game, write an article, a game recap for it for a class. But looking at this defense, they only given up eight points per game. That their average. Yeah. They have two shutouts this year, where they the offense has scored or they've scored in general more than thirty points. The only other yeah. team to do that in the Super Bowl era is the '97 Washington Redskins, who won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So this team. Here's a fun very stat for good. you. It have. Had the Patriots take played all their games and just their offense did not take the field, they'd be three three and one. Yeah, because of all the defensive scores and like Mitch said, the two shutouts. You got the secondary now. Yeah, mind you, they've only played one team with a winning record, this and that true. was the Bills. And the Patriots' offense did not look good. Yes. However, that secondary is legit. Yeah. You got Devin McCourty back there who leads the league in interceptions with five already. Stephen Gilmore is one of the is. Arguably the best cornerback in the NFL right now. He's playing out of his mind. And he's shot against the Jets. Well, you saw, and Sam Darnold said, it looked like he was seeing ghosts, ghosts out there. Which, that's another issue in <laughs> yes. itself, which we will get to. Yeah. But there's a reason for that. And they, they prey on young quarterbacks, first or second year's quarterbacks. So you went from, you have Sam Darnold this week, and you got Baker Mayfield coming up next week. Yeah. Nah, they got to be licking their chops for that matchup. Real quick, we'll finish talking... Uh, Patriots here. What are your impressions of them moving throughout the season? I think they're the class of the AFC East. Yes. I mean, my everyone's always like, oh, they haven't played anyone, which is true, but it's still in the NFL on any given Sunday. Any yep. team could beat another That's team. Right. So, I mean, we saw, I mean, you look at, you look at, speaking of like the NFL, any given Sunday, they made the Jets look like a Division II college football team. Oh, it was embarrassing. And that was the team, I, I, I ate a shit sandwich on that one. Yeah. I was like, hey, I think they could cover the spread. And like, they, Sam Darnold was the AFC player of the week, the week yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And they were at home. Yeah. And, and, and they've seen him before, and they still could not get anything going. And, it was just, one thing after another. Sam Darnold looked uncomfortable out there. They were blitzing him. Five turnovers. Yeah. And a safety. Yep. And the uh, and the Jets, they just made the Cowboys, who blew out the Eagles and looked very impressive, they just they just beat the Cowboys last week at mm-hmm. home. So this is, I mean, I, and I will say for the Patriots, going forward, it's going to be very interesting. Their schedule is tough. Yep, it, it does get tough. tough. They have seven straight teams who are like, I could see. I mean, they got the the Browns. Uh, you got the Chiefs week. coming up uh, too, I believe. The Texans as well. Um, uh, Baltimore. Ba- yeah, Baltimore. That'll be a, that'll be. A, but yeah, moving forward, it's gonna be interesting. But like, I I the Bills were a team who were like they hadn't played when they were five and zero, I believe, and they lost the Patriots. You know, the Bills were a team where it's like they haven't played anyone, and you look at their wins. It hasn't been overly convincing, whereas the Patriots, yes, they haven't played anyone, but they have kicked the crap out of these. Like, non- non-competitive games. The and most like, impressive thing for me, too, with this Patriots team was not the fact, and their defense has been great, but yes. the fact that the offense was able to march downfield against a Jets team, that's no slouch. That defense, defense is not is, yeah. bad. They marched down the opening drive, were able to score. Uh, they put up another touchdown later. The offense looked really good, and that's when they were missing Rex Burkhead. They're yes. missing Josh Gordon, who's now going to be out for the season. That They're missing hurts. both tight ends, Tom Izzo. They had to play Benjamin Watson, who was released, and then had to be re-signed, and yeah. he was playing, and like they don't miss a beat. And now they traded for Mohamed Sanu. Yes. I think that's a great trade. You got, and that shows they're all in. 
they're locked and loaded to make a run. And if you're the Chiefs here who can't stop anyone on defense, I'm in trouble. I think AFC has been pretty much decided. Now we're going to move yes. to the Browns here. Yes. Mini topic. They've been doing a lot of talking. They Sam Darnold said earlier this week he was Baker complaining. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, okay. yeah. beg your pardon. Not Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold doesn't say anything except that he sees ghosts. He sees ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield was talking about the officials from two weeks ago. And what was your quote from Jar- Jarvis Landry? Was yeah, Jarvis to- Landry, uh, if, you, if, you're putting, if you're betting on very stupid things, uh, Jarvis Landry basically is guaranteeing a win. He said, we're going to win. That's it. We're just going to win. That's pretty much a quote. Don't quote me on that. But that's a quote I read on Twitter. But he did say he would. I'll joke aside. He did say uh, that he is guaranteed. He's pretty much saying that they're going to win on Sunday because he was asked about their seven zero record, and he's like, "Well, it's going to be seven to one." Which, I, I mean, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. But that's a little. Uh, so you got your receiver we, providing bulletin board material for yes. an undefeated team, and you got your quarterback who's complaining about officials instead of focusing on facing Bill Belichick. The week before. His exact quote was, it's, I think he said it was freedom of speech or whatever, but because he got fined for talking yeah. about the official. But, you know, so, some people got to be held accountable. Oh, really? That's rich. Guess who leads the NFL in interceptions right now? Baker Mayfield. So don't, don't talk to me about being held accountable because you yeah. haven't been held accountable yet. Yeah. You had a police video in college. You're throwing, <laughs> chucking footballs at opposing teams. You're grabbing your junk on the sidelines. This guy can increasingly show his poor judgment. And now it's continuing to flow over. And this is why the Browns, they're not they are not a good football team. There's talent there, but they're not going to win anything significant yeah, in this league. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens is a bad coach. I'll say it. Well, I don't even know I'll if you can blame Freddie Kitchens. It's a circus over there. you got yeah. a bunch of mouths to feed. They've been trying to give Odell Beckham Jr. the ball, and there's no real formula for him winning. I mean, his best games this year, they're like, it's an even split record. Yeah. So, I, that team Damn, is a mess. Yeah, moving forward, we'll, we'll say, what, do, what do you think about that Cowboys-Eagles game we saw? Um, Sunday Night Football. Well, there was talk. time game, and there's another instance where Doug Peterson guaranteed a win. The coach, Can't be giving teams bullets and board material. And 37-10, to 10, it was it was ugly. Eagles, I'm selling my stock on. Their secondary is terrible. Yeah, Carson Wentz now, apparently there's talk. There's talks that he's losing the locker room. Like, oh, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Why haven't you won a Super Bowl? All right, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Carson Wentz is a He's much a better quarterback. quarterback. He's I mean, an elite quarterback in this league. The talent is there. I mean, Nelson Aguilar stinks. He's terrible. I mean, the alligator arms yeah, going exactly. after him. And there was the one where it was right in his, his, his zone, and he couldn't, didn't even try and catch it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I don't know. I haven't been watching his tape recently, but it seems to me like No one on that team. Yeah. He's passed, he's passed it. Zach Ertz is another instance where... Good tight end, but... Besides Deshaun Jackson, who is hurt right now, no one on that team can get separation. That's yeah. my big takeaway watching. And the Cowboys, you know, they're just a solid team. They're probably yeah. going to be a playoff team. Good win for them at home. Not yeah. going to take anything away from them. This is a bigger indictment on the, uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. They've just been getting lit up left and right. Uh, they're not They're not. They're not yeah. a good football team this year. But if you're going to be blaming Carson Wentz for this, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Stop it. That, yeah. That's, that's so, you know, Carson Wentz doesn't play corner. He doesn't play safety. And that's what was getting absolutely shredded uh, time in and time out. But moving on, I believe that's all we have. Is that all we have for NFL? Yeah, I'm looking at NFL. Yeah, um, that's about it. The 49ers-Redskins game was surprisingly fun. Uh, a lot of rain there and slop. Vikings line. Kirk Cousins, last thing I want to talk about. This man's been good. I can't figure him out. And maybe it's his noon games. Yeah. But this is the Kirk Cousins you want to pay for. I know we were knocking him. 
couple weeks back, he's continuously a punching bag. Yeah. But credit, you got to give credit where credit is due here. He's, he's been back. tremendous. He's bounced back. I mean, like 10 touchdowns last three games, something he's like been, that. Yeah, I don't think he's had any, not, I think one interception maybe. Yeah. He's, looked, he's looked terrific. We knocked him, and now we got to eat some crow because, you know, good good, good for Kurt. But that goes that goes back to say where Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, best quarter, yeah, best QB at MC North. I don't think so. No, not definitely even not. Close. I mean, I'll take Matt Stafford over. Final quarterback to talk about. We'll make this quick. Lamar Jackson, who I knocked a week ago for not being able to throw the ball that well. And they're winning, man. Yeah. I love listening to this guy on the podium. He's mature. He handles yes. criticism well. He added a couple pounds in the offseason. He looks yeah. a lot thicker. And that team just beat the Seahawks at home, who had the front runner for MVP, yes, Russell sir. Wilson. That's an interesting team to watch Marcus in that Peters, division. If Marcus Peters is the Marcus Peters in KC, that'll be... That will be a, a, a good addition to their already pretty, pretty good defense. Move on. Let's talk Move about on. NBA. The Open NBA is back, baby. I love it. It is. I, I miss the NBA. Even, you know, you can knock the regular season, and it is hard to keep up with. But just the, the, the I mean, the NBA is just drama-filled. It's amazing. And this season, so exciting. But everyone, of course, opening day. Big time game. You're gonna get your knee jerk reaction. Pelicans and Raptors. Just kidding. No one cares about them. They are the two interesting teams who are no longer interesting because the one interesting person is not playing for them. Raptors will be going back to being extinct. Yeah. They're, they won't be. The Pelicans, were they ever relevant? No. A little bit more so relevant, but Zion Williamson's gonna be out for a couple weeks now. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, so. I think that one, I mean. I'm a little concerned. But John Morant. A lot John, of injuries. John Morant had an Arthur. Knee arthroscopic surgery. I think it's just they're young, they're athletes. I don't think it'll be a it's big deal. It's not so much the surgery, it's the fact he got injured at Duke. Okay, okay, that He got one, injured in the preseason. The injury. Now he's injured again. Both of those two injuries, though, were just like, oh, my ankle has a bruise. And they're like, well, we're shutting him down for a month because he's too valuable to. Especially for Duke. The Duke one, I don't think. And the preseason one, it was like a bone bruise on his knee, and they're shutting him down. I mean, that's fair, but what makes Zion Zion is his explosiveness. And all of a sudden, you're getting these joint injuries I and think stuff like fine. that. I don't Moving know. We'll on. see. We got the Battle of L.A. in which it was the main one we wanted to talk about. Yeah, the main one. Very entertaining. Lakers lost 102 to 112 to the Los Angeles Clippers, who I will say, I talked a lot about the Lakers. I like the Lakers. I believe they have two of the top ten players in the NBA. But this Clippers team, see, the the Clippers team, the, the difference between these two teams for me is the Clippers team is already a team. And they just added talent. That's right. The Lakers team was LeBron and some scrubs, and they traded some of the better scrubs for a very good player. LeBron's already the third longest tenured player on that team. Really? Uh, yeah. That's how that's how big much a turnover there is. Wow. That's insane. That is. That's, yeah. Wow. That is something. Well, uh, but the I mean the Clippers. I mean you saw. I mean they took two off the Warriors last year with a healthy KD in the playoffs. And their defense is a bunch of dogs out there. I mean, you got Harold, deep. Yeah, Pat Bev, really, yeah. Uh, Zubach. I mean, even they had a lot of guys. So they can put some buckets up, and they can play. And then you add Kawhi, and they don't even have Paul George yet. Yeah, that, that team, team okay. is good. And this is another. During the off season, I was all on the Lakers bandwagon, and I still think they'll be. You can't make a knee jerk reaction. Yes, but yes, yes. The Clippers. I'm selling my Lakers stock. The Clippers are going to win the NBA title, especially now. You got the new Clay Thompson's out for the year. Golden State has in danger of even making the playoffs yeah. now. 
yeah. selling their stock too because I thought they would be a viable team. I don't think so anymore. I think the Clippers, just the way that bench plays, they're so deep. Kawhi yes. right now is the best player in the NBA, period. Yes. Um, he can play two ways. If you need a bucket at the end of the game, you can get it. He can slice, shoot a mid-range jumper. And, then, and on the Lakers' side of the ball, this is where it was frustrating to see. They want the offense to run through Anthony Davis, who is an excellent player. There is nothing you watch him do, and he say he does poorly. But when you think Anthony Davis, is there anything that he does that's great? He doesn't have a like specific go-to move. I mean, he's good at everything, but he's not great at anything. Everything. You can't be like feeding it to him like, hey, we need a bucket. And he's guaranteed in low post. I mean, he's good in low post. His post moves are fantastic. Yeah, but he's not good. There's nothing that he does that he is great at. That's he's just good. an all-around good player. But if I need a bucket at the end of the game, I'm not going to Anthony David. That's fair. LeBron, on the other hand, looked way too passive. What, he had 18 points? Yeah. The fourth quarter, quarter, he was a total bitch. Kept deferring. Would not wow. shoot the ball. Hey, you know what? You know who did shoot the ball? Danny Green. Yeah, Good but Danny Green. Danny Green can't create his own shot. That's yeah, not going to be fair. happening. That, that was a product of him. Now, he can make a shot, but he's not creating his own shot at the end of the game. The Lakers roster, when I watched him, he's old. The rotations looked off. I don't think the coaching's there. So, LeBron I mean, teams always start off slow, and the Lakers will be fine. They're going to make a conference. I think they'll make the conference finals, yes. but they're not beating the Clippers. Yeah. And LeBron better get his act together and start shooting it and get this figured out because yeah. that you can't have the offense running through Anthony Davis. And there was a lot of players who were getting minutes on the Lakers team that I'm like, really? Jared Dudley? Dudley got way KCP? I mean... I mean, Kuzma didn't even play. I don't know if he's injured. But he didn't I think see. he's a little banged up. Yeah, I hope I, so. I, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see him at all. Alex Caruso, who, like, look, is kind of a, it's kind of like a joke. But, like, he still showed that he had something last year. I didn't see him on the court once. Well, uh, well the, I think a big problem, too, was the Lakers don't really have a point. Like, LeBron was a point guard, and I think he was balancing the fact. And this is why I won't knee-jerk too much. He was trying to balance the fact, like, should I get my teammates involved or should I just run the offense? And he was like, hey, I'm just going to get everyone involved as the point guard. I'm dishing, I'm dishing, I'm dishing. But at some point in the fourth quarter, you got to take initiative. Yeah. Like, I'm the best player on the t- floor. I'm putting the ball in the basket, yeah. which I didn't see him do. And when they needed a cl- clutch bucket, they, he, yeah. he didn't. the ball was not in his hand. Yeah. Uh, just going through some – we won't go in depth on any of them, but Nuggets, Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 108 Nuggets going to be with the winners of the regular season. Once again, um, the I guess the, the Sixers beat the Celtics. And I will say, I don't think that's another – that's another game where it's like not a knee-jerk and all uh, you know, put too much stock in that. Sixers still look good. I don't think they're gonna be that good. They just keep getting taller every the year. The Celtics, though, every off season, the clip, the uh, the Sixers, they just grab a big man. <laughs> yeah, but Kemba Walker, that was a that was a debut. Ooh, debut that's one to forget for Kemba Walker because I believe he had 16 points. He was like four for the whatever, Bucks are shooting. the best team in that conference. They yeah, would probably be in the finals. Um, Bulls lost to the Hornets. Oh God. Don't, Don't even get me started. About the, Bulls. the Bulls look exciting too, and I do like this roster. I think it's much improved. I think they can get a playoff spot. End of the game though, there's like poor coaching. They're down by three with 11 seconds, and Zach Levine dribble tries to go for the three, doesn't see it there, and he takes the layup with four seconds left. So they're down by one, and they were able to. Rashad was able to run out the clock. So like it was just that was poor. Yeah. The defense looked terrible. It's supposed to be a team that's improved defensively. The signs are there for that team to make some positive strides, but there's a long way to go. Yes. All right, real quick, because we're moving on to baseball. Top. Uh, what, what's your playoff order? Um, for, what's top of the, the East? Conference. Well, 
East, you gotta have the the Bucks are gonna be in the finals. I think. Yes. They're the number one. Clippers will probably or Clippers Sixers will probably be uh, second best team. Um, Celtics maybe third. Those are my. No, honestly, after that, who cares? Those are the only the real Nets? contenders. Kyrie dropping fifty. Yeah, but you still don't have. Okay, we'll go Nets for. That, those are your only real contenders yeah, there. Yeah, then it's like, that, it's, it's, it's like, like a, a toss-up between like the Pistons, Heat. Heat Bulls. Like, I mean, the got, Hawks are like something, Raptors. Hawks are, are exciting, but like neither of those teams are you a legit contender that's going to make some noise. The four teams I named, those are the ones going to be vying for a conference final spot. I agree, though. I think the Celtics will – I think it will come down to six or, or the Bucks one. I'll put Celtics four. And I, I, I mean, if they played seven games, maybe the Celtics get one. Yeah. And then six. See the Sixers. My problem with the Sixers is like, okay, Ben Simmons shot that one three and he made it, so good for him. But they don't have any shooters. No, they really JJ don't. Redick gone. That was like the only guy, and that was another thing for the Lakers. They didn't have any. There was no. There was no dude who was like, yeah, corner, catch, shoot, three. At least the Lakers have Danny Green. Sixers have nothing. They have a bunch of big dudes, but yeah. who's gonna space the four for them? That's right. They get jammed up with the paint. And then um, who's the other team that's in there? I mean, you got the Magic, who's like, yeah. But like, it, I guess the, the the West is so. Who do you got in the West? So I think we. I think. Do, I now, think this is where it gets interesting. Yes. Um, because there's a there's a lot of good teams, and there's gonna be a very good team that's not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So and I think you got the Clippers one, Lakers two, then you got the Nuggets who are very interesting. I'll probably go Jazz three. I really like the Jazz. They were missing okay. a point guard. They got it in Mike Conley. I think that that's going to be a very interesting team. Yes. Uh, Nuggets, Nuggets four. Nuggets probably going to have the best record in the regular season though. The end of the year because they always care about the regular season. You got that weird Colorado time, um, yeah. so they're going to make it. The everyone forgets about the Spurs. I think the Spurs with DeRozan. Now you got Murray back at point guard. They were missing yeah. a point guard yesterday. That team's going to make the playoffs. Houston obviously don't like the way the ball is being distributed, especially in the preseason. I think you don't. They have Westbrook sitting on the wing. He's not a wing player. He needs yeah. a ball in his hand, and Harden didn't look like he sacrificed anything. He was just doing what he usually does and dribbling the air out of the ball. However, there's too much talent for them not to make it. That's seven. And so now it gets interesting here. You still got the Warriors. Um, the Warriors. The Blazers. They're, they're going to make it. Dame, it's Dame's time. They, yeah. yeah. Warriors, or the Blazers, excuse me, are going to be the other team that are going to make the postseason. I mean, it's, it's a shame. If you put, like, even, like, the T-Wolves, if you put the Blazers, the Pelicans, you... Even like the the Suns, if you put them in the East, they grab a six oh, seed. Gonna, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like seven seed. I mean, the the Warriors would be like a two three seed in the East. Blazers are interesting because they got three legitimate big men, and you got yeah. Collins, uh, Nurkic, and um, uh, the guy that used to play for the the the. the and his counter. No, no counter got traded. Um, it is, and Hassan Whiteside, the yeah, third one. I think they could easily flip one of those because you really don't need three big men and get even another piece at the deadline. And you got Paul Gasol, another big man. That's going to be a good team. I mentioned them last. So that my, mine was not in any order there. I didn't listen to them in, but I do think all those teams will make the playoffs. And you're going to have a good team. Because the Warriors are still going to be a good team. But I don't yeah. think they're going to miss the playoffs. I have the Clips. Um, Clips, Lakers, they're obviously uh, both going to go. Um, I think the Warriors will make the playoffs. Uh, Rockets. Uh, um, I'm gonna go. The Jazz are gonna make the playoffs. Oh, Nuggets, of course, and book it right here, right now. 
two bold predictions. First, eight seed Mavs. No. Luka Doncic is going to be great. He, and, uh, he dropped 30 something last night. And Christoph Porzingis, dude, eight seed. Book it. They don't have a bench, though. They're going to be the dark horse. They don't have a bench. Not a lot of teams That's why the, bench. War- the Warriors are a better team than them. And the Warriors got a bunch of G Leaguers on the bench. You need a bench. You got to have. The- That's why the Clippers beat the Lakers. Because I think if we were matching LeBron and talent. Paul George, they have more talent, LeBron and Paul George, than Kawhi and. Um, or LeBron, excuse me. LeBron and AD versus uh, Kawhi and Paul George. They're a better team, but the Clippers got so much more depth in the bench. That's why they're going to be a better roster. They got Seth Curry. Oh, yippee. Seth Curry. JJ Barea. Fantastic. Uh, White guy. C. Lee. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. He's gonna, they're going to make the playoffs. Another bold prediction. Put your money down. Place your bets. MVP, Steph Curry. Maybe. He can have an MVP season. The, cur- the Gold State Warriors. So who do you have missing the playoffs? You got, you got the Spurs missing the playoffs? Yeah. The Spurs are not going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. No, Mavs, Mavs are taking their spot. That was a it. dumb take. And I've you made a lot of bad takes this year. It's been a bad year for me compared to last year. But that's a bad take. Mavs are going to make playoffs. Eight seed. Here they come. Speaking of playoffs, speaking of championships, speaking of October. October World baseball. Series, baby. And we got some surprising stuff. The Nationals are up two to nothing. They got they got a bunch of dudes who, if I met them on the street, I wouldn't know who they are. And they're mashing against Verlander and Cole. People forget, too, the Nationals. Like, that offense is very good. Like, Howie yeah, Kendrick is good. Zimmerman's good. Eaton's a good player. Juan Soto is a stud. He is fantastic. To- topping down, Trey Turner's another guy. Like, they're not household names. Anthony Rendon's probably one of the best third basemen in baseball. Maybe behind yeah, Arnado. Not, yeah, if not. But because, um, yeah. he- he's up there. That team can rake, and you'd be because they lost uh, Bryce Harper, they don't have star power. People forget about it. My big yeah. concern was the bullpen, and in May, this bullpen had a 7.23 ERA, so that's a legit concern. But when you just beat Verlander and Cole back to back on the road, and you're heading home now, boy, you gotta like those eyes yeah, right now. Yeah, that is, and I mean they have used their two ace aces, but you still got. Corbin and Sanchez, who they didn't have to, they didn't have to put in the bullpen. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we will say the, there were some guys who uh, were in the bullpen who got on the field for the Nationals. I was like, uh oh, this is gonna be rough. You but, got two guys that I trust, Daniel Hudson, who had some shaky moments in Game yes, One. Yes, he did. Yes, and you got Doolittle, uh, and after that, it's really a crapshoot. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, Fernando, um, forty years old, he went to the uh, World Series. I think he he. Rodney? Rod, for, Rodney, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, Fernando Rodney. He is. He has like 14 years between. He's like 40 years old, and he's, he's from the DR, so he's probably yeah. like 55. Yeah. Real time. Um, <laughs> Came but, over with the I am 14. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like, oh my goodness, but they they're getting it done. I will say, like, like you like you said, I think a lot of the, the betting sites have like 70, 60, high 70 percent chance of the Nationals winning this. And like, and I, I was, I was, because we were, I was joking before the game, um, game one. It's like, oh, we, we got it's game one of the World Series. You got Garrett Cole, fantastic. He hadn't, he hadn't lost in like twenty one appearances. His ERA and, was sub one. It yeah. was like ridiculous. In the had, postseason. And then they put a five spot on him. Yeah. And I was like, what is? And they, they hung what? They had a six spot in the seventh inning. This World Series was. Odds wise, considered to be the most lopsided matchup in recent yeah. memory, and I didn't buy that when it happened. But I still had the ad. I still picked Houston to win. Yeah. Um. And I still think 
Houston's got too much depth starting-wise. And yes. that's a bad start, which will happen. You're coming off a long series where the Nationals are fairly well-rested. Um, but their bullpen's better. Offensively, Bergman was in a, st- a slump. Bregman, yeah. Bregman, excuse me, yeah, Bregman was in a slump. He's, he broke out of it, though. Which he's going to be busting out of. They got too many. They got too many guys on that offensive end to get swept. I think they're. Well, I don't even think they're going to swim. They're in a real danger of losing. Obviously, heading back on the road. But I would still, my money would still be on Houston. Really? To win this. I, so there's too much talent there. Good teams find a way to get it done. Now, that being said, I am pulling for the Nationals. Yes. I really want them to win. That's an impressive what they just did there. Yeah. It's just not an easy task. I think the Nationals have the strength of 28 fan bases behind them. Oh, yeah. Because like, I don't think... Because Nationals, like, especially the Bryce dished them, I think it was, it's kind of hard to root against them without because they got a bunch of dudes who, like, they're so likable. Juan Soto, for instance. I mean, the dude was... He's, he's 20 years old, which I don't know if you've been watching these broadcasts of any games, but if you don't know, he's 20 years old by now. Yeah. Yeah, watched it. Because if you yeah. take a shot every oh, time, yeah. you're dead. Um, but, I mean, 20 years old, he went three for four, home run, uh, and a double and a single, three out every eyes. I mean, a like moment that, did not phase him. He was mashing, and you know what? Good for the Nationals. Kurt Suzuki hit. I mean, Kurt Suzuki hit a home, go ahead home run. Yeah. Kurt Suzuki. How old is that dude? And he's in the go ahead in, in the seventh inning. I mean, that's when you know, like, all right, this is going our way. It doesn't help the Astros' cause. They just had to fire their assistant GM this week yeah. because of, he made comments after they beat the Yankees in the LDS. Uh, yeah, there was a female journalist there. He's like, oh, to her is drunkenly. Like, oh, I'm so glad we have Roberto Zuna. Yeah. I love Roberto Zuna. Aren't we glad we have him? And Roberto Zuna has a history of domestic violence, and she was wearing a purple bracelet yeah. for domestic violence, so really kind of being an ass. Hey, you know what? That does not karma. help the Astros' likability. Karma comes back to bite you sometimes. Wouldn't expect anything less from Texas, though. Yeah, it's. I mean, boy, I mean, boys will be boys if you can close. But he, the thing is, is he wasn't very good at closing out that game. Is, uh, so that's why it's all coming back. Speaking of Texas, funny on that soccer broadcast. This is another butchered moment. I referred to because uh, they had a couple. Uh, got players from Texas on the roster for the Bradley Sock game I was doing. Uh-oh. Loyola. I referred to them as Texaners. Texaners? <laughs> oh, enjoy. It was like, it's Texans. It was oh, like, oh, man. Jesus. Oh, jeez. But, yes, those Texans, they uh, take a lot of pride in there. So, are you going Astros? I got, yeah. Seven, six? Winning four straight off the Nationals is going to be tough. Initially, I was going Astros and seven. It's going to be Astros and seven. Because really? you're not winning four straight off the Nationals. The Nationals are going to get another game at least, especially when you got three in a row at home. But um, I think if they can win the next game. Now, the next game's crucial. Yes. You lose the next the third, game. Third game, game third goal, third run is always. But you got Zach Granke on the mound. He's no he's no rookie. He's been there before. Yeah, I'm I think assuming gonna, it's Corbin. And it'll probably be Corbin. Yeah. So, actually, I bet... I, that's a tough one. It'll say, I'm going, yeah, Granky, Grank, the Astros are going to win game three, and I think they will win the series. If they lose game three, however, I am wrong, which has been a lot more frequent occurrence uh, yes. as the way the uh, Nationals will win this series. Up I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Nats and six. Nats and six? Honestly, I could see Nats and five, though. Well, if they win the next one, it wouldn't be. Because yeah. that's demoralizing. Down 3 0, it's like, oh, it's, And then, you know, maybe they pull one back, but. But I all mean, you need to do is win the next game, because as yeah. the Cubs have shown. 3-1 deficit, you can overcome. And I yes. think this national team, 
or the, excuse me, this Astros team is a lot better than that Cubs team was. So I mean, we will it, see. It is, it's, it's crazy that we're even talking about this because the Astros team. I mean, people were talking. Is this the best team we've ever seen? I might be. Like the it's talent good. up down. I mean, their DH is hitting seventh, and it's Jordan Alvarez who could be a rookie <laughs> of the year. Oh yeah. It's like, They're are you good. kidding me now? They're and good. So, People get Michael Brantley, too. He was in the Indians for a long time. That yeah. guy's a stud. Yeah. He's not bad. And that, that might be. Speaking of the Cubs, we just brought them up. This is the final oh, yes. topic this of the day. Final, yeah, yeah. The Cubs hired David Ross. And yes. I think that is so stupid to rush to hire David Ross. Because you're going to have a locker room right now. Now, mind you, he's a catcher. Okay, that's great. Catchers are good at strategy. So I'm sure he's fine. But he has no previous managerial experience, which I think is kind of a problem and he just played with half of these guys like two years ago you think these players are going to take a guy seriously that they were just teammates with that was batting below them in the roster and now he's going to tell them where to go i don't think so i can see all sorts of problems right there in the locker room yeah mind you he was well liked and so on so that only goes so far when he starts bossing around and he's telling schwober hey I'm batting you seven. Schwarber's like, hey, fuck you, old man. I was better than you when you were playing. <laughs> That's going to be some cause for concern there. No. There's two I, I, I mean, surfacey, like, sure, I guess you could go that route. But I think there's really – basically, first of all, I am I am praising the Lord above that the Cubs did not hire Joe Girardi. I think that would have been a stupid take. That would have just take. been Joe Madden 2.0. Yeah, and I mean, and Joe, and Joe Girardi. I mean, he he was he was ousted of New York because he didn't have a good relationship with the young players. That's yeah. all. That's all the Cubs got right now. Um, but no, I think it was basically talking between him and Espada. I think there was pros and cons to both. I could see the reasoning for both. I mean, they are. I mean, first of all, you got a guy who is so. Who is not going? We're not going to have a divide between the front office and the coach, which you kind of saw with Madden. I think he has the upsides of Madden that he let these players play, but he already saw, he's already talked about this. And I mean, come on, you you don't think Theo and um, Theo Epstein? His first concern was exactly what you brought up. I think if there was a genuine concern, I don't think he would have been hired. And if he already harped, the first thing he said is, "This is going to be." He's like, "I'm going to be tough on these guys." Uh, and I think the fact that he did play with them, he was already a player coach yeah. when he was playing with them. And but like I said, like I am hoping because the too much freedom and the lack of accountability is what kind of did this Cubs team. Which in, I was I just about to bring up. Like, yeah, that was your problem, and now bringing so but, yeah, that's gonna be the thing. We'll I, see what he I does. think. I think he'll be a good one. Also, I mean, and you talked, and we saw this with Joe Madden. In, who just uh, Angels? I don't know if we've talked about this, but he's with the Angels now. Yes, he had yes. his full press conference, whatever. Um, he, I don't remember what the quote was, but it was basically it was like art versus data. And Joe, or uh, uh, Joe Madden was notoriously against like analytics and stuff. Which, if we've seen with the, one of the best teams in baseball, we talking about the Astros are one of the they harp on analytics, data, data metrics so much, and that's why they're so stinking good. And I think uh, David Ross has a good experience, uh, and he's prepared to bring in a new wave of technology into this Cubs team, which I am hoping they will do. I think that the Cubs see this as a must-win year. They still got talent on this team, and they're not letting it go. And I think David Ross. I'm not sure, but I'm not. I'm I'm in on David Ross for the most part. I think he'll be good for this clubhouse. I hope it works out. I also hope you enjoyed this podcast. Happy yes. Halloween. We'll talk to you again sometime next week. Go watch Spooky Movie. Go to Haunted House. We will see you later. Go Broncos.